and welcome to another episode of To Be Honest, a show with a clown, a nerd, a duck, and a degenerate. Sapira so just got back from Melbourne, who's at PAX there. Tell us about your trip, Pyro. Did anything eventful happen? <laughs> did you waste any more of your money on pointless items? Yeah, I did, but like, who doesn't, right? Because they've got like the tax refund scheme there and stuff. So if you spend money in a foreign country, chances are you get the money back. That's his excuse. Yeah, but I want to know the items. What were the items? Just like a sandwich, you know, some coffee. <laughs> Wasn't really a lot. Oliver, we went into PAX for like an hour on the very last day that it was on. Like, that was it. And within 10 minutes, he bought a $2,000 Pokemon card. <laughs> I've got it sat in front of me right now. <laughs> I love it. It's so cool. Like, I can see why people just like, you know, splurge on that stuff now, like mental illness. <laughs> He's just like, Charizard, expensive, I buy. I picked this card up for like 2K and then uh, a guy that was selling me it, it was, it was genius because he seems so, even though he had this card on sale, he seemed so apprehensive about giving it to me, right? And then uh, I, I, like I was about to pay for it. I pull out my debit card and that, and then I, I just see him and I'm not joking. Like, like he starts like caressing the card in the plastic case. And he just says, like, I'll miss you or something like that, like under his breath. Like, I, I literally read his lips and saw that. And I just thought, I just said to him, like, man, if you don't, if you don't want to give up the card, man, like, it's, it's totally fine. I get it. And he was like, no, 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 no. He got a photo of Niall holding it after buying it. But I'm pretty sure he didn't know who Niall was. Yeah, no, I don't it think he had any idea. almost like a memento. Like, was that the highlight of this entire trip, was it? No, no, that was just PAX. We built it around PAX, but PAX was never really the focus. Because obviously, I didn't have any stands there just or anything. socializing. Yeah, we only went there for like an hour on the last day we went to slazo's house and there was it was like uh max max Murphy was there chad a uh, bunch of other youtubers as well and i just remember being absolutely shit face drunk one thing i've noticed when you meet up with a bunch of youtubers and there's a smart tv they always start putting in like youtuber videos right like like just random stuff oh, no. so this is pyro's example of a highlight by the way continue yeah hello that's funny <laughs> So like what what Max does is he goes on the TV and he just starts putting in random keywords. What was it? Brick at one point or something? <laughs> just classic Max. Yeah. And then he starts putting on like, you know, because I'm there and he wanted to like embarrass me. He just starts putting on like fucking fat fetish, like inflation, like furry inflation videos and stuff. I heard the other side of this. I heard that you misinterpreted this. That basically he was putting in random words and you were so drunk that you'd passed out and it it just kept bringing up things that were fetish related and that you would wake up That's and be right. like, oh, you fuck you, you piece of shit. You thought that he was mocking you while you were passed out, but he's like, no, it's just coming up. I just remember like at one point for no reason, like one of these like fetish YouTubers, they just used like Muzelk's face and we were all just like crying our eyes out that just some random YouTuber's face is appearing in this like fetish content. I heard a detail of you like taking an like ironic photos with him. Oh, I must've done it. Yeah, when I was drunk. Probably. I'm pretty sure you went up to him and just said, isn't your mum the CEO of Coke Australia? Like <laughs> the first fucking thing you said to him. <laughs> Yeah. I've seen this in person before. Like you, you will mock someone to their face. How do you expect them to react? Do you want them to like play along with it, or, or are they meant to be insulted when you do something like that? When I make a jab and it's someone I haven't met, it's, it's just light ribbing. Yeah, yeah. It, it wouldn't be like you know, like a complete dickhead, like like not looking for confrontation. But yeah, obviously, I just I don't know. I just think it's kind of funny because you know how many people will always like talk so much shit about someone, but then never actually say it. I just kind of open up with your mummy, your mummy CEO of Coke. <laughs> so I had uh, I had introduced you to Quebble Cop because I was talking with him about <laughs> YouTube stuff and you leaned over in his ear 
Like, like as if you were going <laughs> to give him a kiss or whisper or something, and you screamed his meme. You screamed, let's go cops, like a full volume <laughs> screaming impression of cops. him into his ear, like at whisper length. <laughs> it was the rudest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> was he at least drunk? Was was Niall at least drunk? I was completely sober. That, that was during the middle of the day. It was like 10 a.m. Fresh out of the shower, first thing in the morning. Here's Quibble Cop. Let's go, cops! Right in his ear. It's like, holy <laughs> shit. Well, sorry, Jordy. Was that literally the first thing he ever said That's to That's the him? first yep. IRL interaction I've ever had with him yet. There must be so many YouTubers that just fucking think I'm a weirdo or hate me. It's great. We were in uh, Australia. Can't remember why we went. Why did we go again? Just I to visit? I actually have whatever. no idea. Wasn't we, yeah, yeah, I don't even, you... There was no reason we went. We just went to Australia. And it Keemstar, was just you and Jay, right? Like, I, didn't, I didn't go. We stayed in this mansion with Keemstar because, of course, he got a mansion. And we didn't have to pay anything, which was great. Although, holy free, you keep bringing that up constantly. Like you're here for free. You're here for free. Yeah, I was gonna. Like we like, owed him something in some way. Free things are great. But if you're anything. being reminded every five minutes, it just undoes the entire point of free thing. We were happy to get an Airbnb. We wouldn't get a mansion. But Keemstar was like, no, no, no. I'll get a mansion. You guys can fucking stay in it, and you don't have to pay a thing. But then it can't be used against you. No. So he brought over a little midget editor, really nice oh, guy, but he's like a midge. Don't be nasty to him. He was well, he's a nice cool. guy, but he's like a midge. <laughs> God, say that, man. Are, are we actually talking about, like, Peter Dinklage, like, heist? No, like, no, no, I'm not he talking was about an actual midget. He was an dwarf, not midget, Oliver. Dwarf no, same is, thing. Well, same thing. Same thing. It's a derogatory term. Midget, dwarf, I don't know the technical term for it, but they're like little people. short. <laughs> it's a gnome, it's an elf, or a goblin. Anyways, he was this little fella. He was this <laughs> little fella from the same town as uh, Keemstar. And Keemstar only brought him over because he needed someone shorter than he was. That's the only reason he brought him. I would believe it. But also because he would edit music or music videos. I wake up at like seven o'clock in the morning and I hear this music and I like hear Keemstar screaming at the editor. <laughs> You fucking midge, you gotta fucking do it properly and shit like that. I was like, fucking, what's all this noise? I'm trying to sleep, you know, drunk from the <laughs> I, night before. I don't think he called him a midge. I think that's just you. No, yeah, well, I'm paraphrasing, yeah. <laughs> maybe he did use gnome because it would be like projection, maybe. Well, that'd be friendly well, fire, though. It's projection, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So he probably said something like that. So I just come downstairs, I hear all this fucking noise, and it's Keemstar ranting and raving at this midget. Stop calling him a midget. He's a really nice guy, but yeah, he's really yeah, short. Stop calling man. him a midget. He's a nice guy. He wasn't like, well, what's wrong with He knows he's a midget. Like, he knows he's a midget. How many times have you said the word midget? <laughs> I don't know. It's a good word, though. He's not going to mind. He's a nice guy, by the way. He invited me skiing. He invited me skiing. Well, I can't remember what I was saying. What was I saying? You just wanted to say midget. <laughs> That's all. But, anyways, Keemstar's doing this fucking dance he's stomping his little gnome feet <laughs> and he goes into the pool with his hat on with a shirt and a hat on who does that i do remember the hat in the pool it's like what well take your shirt off mate not that i was really trying to get keemstar to take his shirt off but it was just kind of weird that he went into the pool with a hoodie and a baseball cap if he had taken his, uh, like, if he had taken his hat off, like, someone might have uh, snuck a pic and then used it against him. I mean, pretty likely. Like, Chad might take a picture of you. Oh, okay, that's right, that's right. So, this is the day that I arrived. Have you ever heard of Raka Raka? They're Australian. Oh, sure, they're great. I arrive, and Raka Raka is like making a video at the time, at this house, this mansion that Keemstar rented. And they've planned something with Chad. So I knock on the door, Door opens, and it's just Chad there, anything for views, standing fully naked. 
I hear your first welcome to Australia. Literally, I get to Australia. The first thing I see, I knock on the door. I'm really tired from the flight. The first thing I fucking see is a fully naked Chad Roberts. <laughs> I, I saw him a lot when, when we went to PAX, right? Like, I stay in Australia. I am amazed that I never saw him naked once. Like, I was actually Oh, yeah, blown that away. was actually very reserved of him. What would you do if you were equipped the way that Chad was? I think he's almost like he's landed on the perfect way to deal with it. Put it all out there and then everyone he dates, there's no surprises. It's like they're fine with it. You work in an internet, like an online space, like Chad is doing the perfect thing. If you just like own shit you're not comfortable about, Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, even with Leafy, right? Like, fucking hell, like, once Leafy started memeing his own shin, that meme died, like, instantly. But I also think at the same time, like, people care way too much what others would think. Because in reality, like, people don't actually care that much. Yeah. They might say it, they might use it as an insult, but really they don't care. I think you have to be pretty fucking sad to actually care. When someone registers, when someone makes a criticism of Keemstar that like moves the needle, that starts to become a meme and registers and people are throwing it back at him, he will try to, um, to do what we're saying. Like he'll own it and he'll try to absorb it. You know, like he'll literally add a sticker to the back of his uh, laptop. It's almost like those are like the uh, like battle scars of, of meme wars, you know, like too mad um, had everybody oh, sending crickets at him because they couldn't, there was no roach emoji. And he adds it to the back oh, of the his crickets. laptop. That's like you right. can't, can't That's right. You can't kill me with this. Because Jay started the whole Keemstar is a gnome meme. And I did the Keemstar is a rat. The rat came first. The gnome is better. <laughs> I'll give Jay that. I'll give Dylan that. The gnome's better. Initially, like Keemstar really did give a shit. It was like angry that I was calling him a rat. But eventually, like he embraced it. And it was the same with the gnome thing. So Keemstar still is annoyed with me about our first interaction. And uh, I was being asked about this the other day. What was uh, like, how did you get to know Keemstar? And I, I had to think for a second. I'm like, oh, it started with, I put this, um, I had this moment where I needed to open like DMs on screen, but I wanted to like blur out the whole inbox. But for like a moment, I wanted to have the blur drop and you could see like for one frame, the blur would drop and you could see that I had made like fake humorous DMs in there. And uh, I was talking to iDubs at the time and I go, what would be like a funny rumor that is not true? And uh, he goes that Keemstar has a scat fetish. And I go, oh, okay. And I'm oh like, what, God, if, what if there's this. like this, uh, we leak out this conversation that looks like Airbnb support. Um, it looks like uh, Airbnb has banned Keemstar because the maids keep reporting that there's always like a poop in the tub every time he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> you want someone to like walk in on it and see it. That's something that bullies do. So it kind of fits. It's like bullies will take a shit and not flush the toilet. That's totally like a psychological fucking- Oh, wait, well, he did actually do that to me unironically. <laughs> right. This was at the FaZe Banks house. This That's was at the FaZe Banks house. Yeah. So I was going to stay there a few days. We were doing the Spotify thing at the time for Mum's basement. Oh my god. And so fucking Keemstar used my bathroom before I left. So he takes this huge shit. He doesn't <laughs> use toilet paper like a normal person. He uses fucking wet wipes. <laughs> huge fucking turd into the toilet bowl. And instead of toilet paper, wet wipes blocks the fucking bowl. <laughs> and so for the entire stay that I'm there, three days, two, three days, the toilet is blocked. Like the lavatory is just slowly filling with more and more water. It's beginning to stink. The cleaner doesn't come round. 
So now I've got this blocked toilet and I'm fucking lying in bed trying to fall asleep and I just smell this waft of two-day-old Keemstar rotten shit. <laughs> so he does literally leave shits in, in lavatories before he leaves and leaves the person to deal with it. Oh my god, it came true. It's still in my fucking nostrils. The meme was a bit of a prophecy then. It was, it was kind of a prophecy. Not in the same way, obviously, but it's kind of true. We went to Misfit's house, but what happened at Misfit's house basically cost me like 10,000, like 10,000 pounds or dollar, I guess. They're both the same now. Like, it's insane how they live. Like, uh, they've got like their own personal chef. His chef does all this food for us. It was like gourmet. It was so good. Like, oh my God, it was like four funny pound signs when you look up something on Google Maps. That's how power determines if food's good, how much it costs. Yep. And... <laughs> They pull out this this bong at the end because all all the misfits group they're like big into weed and stuff like that that that's pretty much a given like most of the Aussie people are to be fair yeah they pulled out this bong and it is called a a gravity bong so gravity bong is how, how does it work it's something about water vapor hitting your lungs faster or something flip it over and it forces the smoke into your lungs faster or all, something all I know is it looks like the interstellar docking scene when it works and also it uh there's like a Mike Tyson version you can get of it so Mike Tyson's done like a up with these people so they pull it out i look at it and i was already pretty drunk at the time and i was like I, I want one that'd be funny and then jay looks at me and he goes like no you shouldn't i was like okay yeah good point but then <laughs> i see uh one of my editors matthew was there and he took a hit of it and he he does like weed and stuff on the side anyway so you know he's he's not like a newbie to it He'd have some kind of tolerance uh, and then we all you know he hits the bong whatever and then we all start like eating our food and then I see people, it, bro, it was like a scene in Final Destination. Will he like, be fine with you saying this, by the way? I don't know. Probably not. Who cares? I'll just pay him off. Give him a pay rise. I'll pay him He'll off. Live, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it was like this Final Destination scene. So everyone's slowly turning their head in horror. And I was like, what? What's going on? And then Ida nudges me and then goes like, look at Matthew. And then he stands up and he says like, oh my God. He was banging his hands on the he's table. He's banging his well. hands on the table like an ape. Yeah, that's right. And then he checks, he's, he's got like one of those digital watches that shows your heart rate, like a Fitbit. And he was like, it's saying it's 160. Call an ambulance. Uh, he was just like completely freaking out. He kept saying, I'm not okay. That's right. And, and then stuff. me and Ryan basically like took him out uh, into like, I think Ryan's bedroom and just like kind of put him on the couch. And R Ryan was super based. Then he basically took uh, Ryan's misfits manager. He took like really good care of Matthew. Uh, but the thing is our flight was like- He killed him. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish. The flight was like three hours away. So we were fucked. Like in that state he was in, he looked white as a sheet, even though he was on a come down. Like, he actually looked like a corpse. Yeah, taking him through an airport. Like security literally would have just said like, we are not putting him on a flight. Like, look at him, you know, just I, I could imagine him going through security and either he has an anxiety attack or just, you know, would be completely unresponsive. And they just say like, you know, you're not, they'd probably do a fucking random drug test on him or something at that point. But uh, yeah, so I had to miss the flight. You could have gone to be fair. No, I, but... I, I could have ditched him. Yeah, no, I could, I could have left him there. But again, it's just like- but you were a good friend for staying, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very last minute decision. Like, you know, it's, too much going on you may as well stay i was just like okay do i like get back home and he just follows me the next day or do i stay with him and use this against him for the rest of his life <laughs> so I, I took the keemstar route i took the keemstar route so i had to rebook the flight i tried to get a refund and because i got like business class or something uh it was like you know for matthew and that as well it was like ten thousand total and then i tried to refund us all i think they offered me like 70 dollars for a refund it was just fucking yeah it was like ryan was there on the laptop just laughing like they're really offering you that much initially he thought it was like oh you're only going to lose $70 on this for the refund. No, that's that's all you get for the refund. <laughs>
Yeah. And then Matthew, like, uh, he was completely out of his mind, yeah. but he looks at me like basically like a corpse before I like uh, leave the room just to get some water or something. And he goes like, Niall, Niall, it's not your fault. And I just said under my breath, <laughs> I know it's not my fault, you fucking retard. Yeah, I, was like, so, I was so angry. I was so angry when he said that, but I was like, no, he's, he's weirded out. No. <laughs> It's not your fault, man. You need the reassurance. Thanks, Matthew. I didn't. I, I didn't actually know that. Nice one. But yeah, no. I took took care of him, obviously. Uh, and then, obviously, at that point, our Airbnb expired, so we're a bit fucked on where to stay. Bit fucked. You book a five star hotel suite. Uh, let, let, let me get to that. Let me get to that. Let, yes, let, he may let, have let, done let, that. Let me get to that. By the way, I did offer to put him up in my house he won't stay in any single property where there is a playstation on the premises i mean i, I could have got me and Eda a hotel because we were basically staying as a three because jay was staying at his own place but yeah we were looking at places and then fresh the Fortnite youtuber came over and he was basically like oh yeah well i i can get you this big discount on a uh, crown towers and i was like oh shit nice like you don't lose any money on that right or like you know because the, the worst thing i wanted to do was get one of my employees wasted in an event and then someone else bails me out i would have felt like such a piece of shit pyro and dolan when you met fresh at that party did you say hello i actually thought of that as well earlier yeah i said hello fresh which is our sponsor this episode Oh my god, seamless. Absolutely seamless. Um, yeah, it's a company called HelloFresh. They've got a lime in the logo. <laughs> <laughs> this is your selling point. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the selling point there, bro. Nice one. We want them to work with us again, man. There's a lime. Oh, <laughs> uh, what is what does the company do? They give you limes or something? <laughs> Basically like a loot it's like a loot crate filled with uh, ingredients, fresh ingredients to make meals out of. Okay. So instead of being a Funko Pop, it would actually be some, you know, fresh vegetables. They have more than limes. Yeah, I think I think they sell a bit more than a lime. They have uh they have vegan options, I me- I noticed. So if you were trying to cook a vegan meal so yeah we know a vegan we won't mention her name but we know <laughs> a vegan just, and she don't like say that it's still it'll still... no no one's gonna figure it out and she exclusively eats like shrubberies and um grass and like petals and stuff she went into the bathroom and like you know those little um scented cinnamon sticks and potpourri shit <laughs> she just like skipped dinner entirely and she just started stuffing that shit into her mouth she ate Incense? What does this have to do with HelloFresh? Oh, just because they offer a vegan option. <laughs> yeah, but they, they offer food, not candlesticks. Think about it. Like, HelloFresh is going to save, like, so many vegans this problem of going into, like, restaurant bathrooms because there's only meat on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> no longer do you have to eat and consume potpourri and cinnamon sticks. In in restaurant lavatories, you can order HelloFresh. <laughs> Subscribe to HelloFresh and check save money off your fall to-do list. HelloFresh is 25% cheaper than takeout and less expensive than grocery shopping too. Time to cozy up and save money by cooking at home. 
Fall is the perfect time to experience the delicious taste and unparalleled convenience of HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, ingredients travel from the farm to your doorstep in less than seven days, so you know they're fresh. Plus, pre-portioned ingredients make cooking a snap and cut down on food waste. Have your pumpkin spice That's and enough. eat it too with a rotating selection of fall-inspired items from Hello Fresh Market! From brunch kits to a full dessert board, you'll find everything you need for all your favorite autumn occasions like tailgating, I don't know what that is, Oktoberfest, and more. Have a packed full calendar? Stop Hello it! Fresh's quick and easy meals like the 20 minute recipes or low prep, and easy cleanup options mean you'll spend less time in the kitchen, women, and more time. I'm with your loved ones. Hello Fresh is now offering vegan recipes on the How menu is he still every going? week. Made without animal products of any kind, like he dairy, hasn't done an ad read for years. It's been building up. Enjoy meals like sweet chili tofu bowls <laughs> or spicy coconut like curry stir fry. Hello Fresh works He's with your every schedule. All, isn't he? Yep. Plans are flexible, and you can choose your meals. For the Colossals week, had no update ads your preferences for like or change he, your delivery yeah, date. First all in like the HelloFresh app. For the first changing seasons mean changing <laughs> tastes, and with 30 Shut plus weekly up. recipes to choose from. Please note, you do not need to read these verbatim. <laughs> Our <like> cooking <laughs> points are only guidelines, and we encourage you to add your own personality. <laughs> I mean. You did add your own personality to that one. I did. They got what they wanted there. I am so blown away how you- We only had to read two of those. Only two of those, and I did them all. Well, we, you're not putting that whole thing in. The fucking ad reads. Yeah, be that's per that's actually perfect. That's great. I was saying through the middle of that that like you haven't <laughs> done an ad read yet, so you have ten years of ad read that all just fucking snapped. It all came out at once. You're like Randy, just coming and coming and coming, and it won't stop. They only told us to do two of them, and I was like, okay, well they're gonna get their money's worth here, and I'll do them all. You over deliver. There's still more to do. You've still got to mention. Oh that. yeah, shit. So personal experience. Well, I've never ordered limes before but um I, I have a tree actually i have a lime tree in my uh little veranda so i just get the limes from there but jay i think dolan dark has ordered from hello fresh before haven't you yeah like once or twice and what was it like i mean it did you cook a nice little lime meal it was good because they send the shit to your door so you don't have to fucking go to the grocery shopping so they deliver Limes to your door. What do you do with the limes? And other meals. And other meals. If you're a vegan and you're just constantly foraging around for calories, this is basically like HelloFresh is like a bathroom in a box. There you go. A bathroom in a box. <laughs> I don't know. You can't say that. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's an analogy. We, it's want, like an analogy, we want them to it? sponsor us again. <laughs> we want them to sponsor us again. Anyway. It was good. They send you meals that you want, and you can cook it without buying shitloads more ingredients than you need. If you're a lazy cunt, and you can't even walk to you're the lazy. store. You don't even cook. Uh, yeah, so that's why I think HelloFresh would be perfect for me, because I'm a lazy, lazy bastard, and I don't want to go grocery shopping. But you wouldn't even want to cook it yourself. You'd need a maid to cook it for you. Yeah, but I know. Well, I just, I just eat the ingredients. 
<laughs> just raw chicken yeah. Just yeah 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 so i get just, like a, i'd order like some lemons and limes and like i'd suck on those for a bit dolan did you ever you, i imagine you had a meal with colossal when you guys were staying together in australia did you, have you ever eaten with him like as a restaurant or like cooking wise yeah just like uh, let's say just having a meal in, in the house did you ever eat anything did you see the way he uses utensils what is this what is this what is this cope i i use utensils normally well, they hit your teeth at full volume. Like the way I would describe it is like if you've ever seen uh, in a movie like where sailors <laughs> are like eating as fast as they can out of a can like in, okay. in the, like the, the guts of a ship, like where you hear the spoon hitting their teeth. Oh, yeah, I do eat fast. I do eat fast. I do do that because I went to boarding school and you have to. We still need to finish the ad read, by the way. Yeah, we yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. It's this nice little interesting story. Just the longest ad read in history. They're getting the money's worth. <laughs> the Colossal pops open a HelloFresh box and he's just like spooning it, all of the ingredients one by one into his mouth as fast as he can, closes the box and goes like, right, all right, that's it. That's done then. Yeah, that's boarding school. That's what boarding school teaches you. You got to eat fast or you don't eat. I can still hear that spoon like <laughs> clanking against your teeth, you know, as you were eating a meal that I think we could take our time and enjoy, but you were like, hop, 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 and the spoon's like clanking and clanking. I just kept thinking about your teeth shattering like one of these times. Because remember, I can like open cans with my teeth. You saw me do that as well. I was trying to stop you from doing that. One of these times that a tooth is going to break in half when you do that. But I've been doing it for like 150 years and nothing has happened. I have like shark teeth. Solid metal will win against your teeth. They haven't won so far. The battle continues and I continuously win. <laughs> so anyway, what was the offer? What was the offer? Oh, right. So, okay. Go to HelloFresh.com slash TBH65 and use code TBH65 for 65% off plus free shipping. And apparently I've got to repeat this exactly after I've said it. <laughs> Go to HelloFresh.com slash TBH65 and use code TBH65 for 65% off plus free shipping. America's number one meal kit. They told us to do that. HelloFresh, can I give you some, you know, good business advice here? All right. Thank you for sponsoring the episode if you're listening to this. <laughs> why, why is your tagline? No, no. I, I, I've got a pretty good business sense. You know, I got it. It's pretty good. America's number one meal kit is not so good because you're limiting yourself to America. And as Jay just said, you shipped to New Zealand yeah. halfway across the world. So it should be the world's Number one meal kit. But then they'd have to be accounting for every country which they don't deliver. No, 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 no. It's it covers all it covers all the bases, you know. <laughs> Just the, the it covers well, no all the No one's shipping country. to the fucking Sahara Desert. You can't expect them to do that. But here's another business idea. Start shipping or saying you will ship to the North Pole. So you're only gonna have to pay for twenty meals a year or whatever, ship to the North Pole. <laughs> So start shipping to the North Pole and use the tagline, we even ship to the North Pole. All right. So Mr. Business Sense, think about the business model here. So they're not actually shipping the fresh items from, from a base in the United States to these faraway places. They're setting up local partnerships with the ingredient providers. So like they would have to have a North Pole grocery store that would pack up these items and, and then bring them over to your house. Well, okay. No, they're going to make an exception. Because again, it's like 20 meals. So nearest place, you know, Greenland or somewhere. 
So they've got a little outlet in Greenland, and then they're shipping via, you know, helicopter to the North Pole from Greenland <laughs> only 20 times a year, you know, not a big deal, just so they can use the tagline, which is going to be true, we even ship to the North Pole. I think that's fucking genius. Am I wrong? I think it's good for something that's not a perishable item. Yeah, but it's not, it's not perishable. The North Pole is cold. It's going to survive. It's just going to arrive frozen because everything else is fucking frozen, right? Okay, but the implication is, it's not, like the people listening to this don't live in the North Pole. So what you're communicating there is we ship even to you. And so you wouldn't want to be getting these fresh ingredients and things that would spoil if they were sent from New Zealand without dry ice. There's fucking ice in the North Pole. But <laughs> <laughs> if you don't live in New Zealand, yeah, all right, whatever. I win. Case closed. So getting back to Pyro's trip to Australia, where pretty much nothing happened. <laughs> he bought a Pokemon card for two grand. He spent ten grand because his editor nearly died. He watched YouTube videos about bricks <laughs> with Max Mofo. And I got like 500 messages from you while you were there. So you can't have been doing much. They were just calling me old. <laughs> And saying Northgard. Oh, yeah, no, we took a picture of how long the Melbourne Zoo had been open for 160 years, and we just captioned it, Colossus' crazy <laughs> yeah. age. <laughs> yeah, 160 years, that's right. So I play this game called Northgard. It's with little Vikings and shit. We know you play it, we know. It's He's a good addicted. Game. It's He's a good addicted. game, I'm not addicted to it at all, but it is a good game, and I do play it. <laughs> but one day, I left it on, and it racked up like... In total, maybe 150 hours or something. How, did you leave it on for like five days straight? I think a few days. It was just like running on my laptop. Now the cope is that I'm addicted to this game called Northgard. How many hours do you even have on that game? That's total. He hit it. Did you? Did <laughs> you hit how many hours you had so you couldn't get bullied for it? Yeah, so uh, this cope wouldn't exist where I'm addicted to this game that I did not rack up this many hours playing. He's hiding the hours because he's addicted. If you just made up a number now... I wouldn't have cared, but the fact that you went out of your way to hide it, I will make it my mission yeah. now. Yeah, because I was just being spammed it over and over. <laughs> so let me ask you guys, because I'm not super familiar with, with uh, Steam. Like, wouldn't that be a way for people to rack up, like, experience in the game is to just let it running? Like, isn't it smart enough to know that you're not playing the game? Well, it's not experience. I mean, you don't get any experience. You don't get any fucking kudos or achievements for racking up hours in a game. It's just like a running total. But if you're just at the menu screen, it, like, if you just leave up the menu screen, will it say? Yeah, yeah, I've done that before. I've, like, left my computer on an accident and, you know, I've played it. It, it just looks worse. Because imagine if you, like, have, like, 80 hours on a game and it just shows you've got, like, no achievements for it. Like, you're just that fucking moronic you couldn't even get past the main menu yeah so pyro will have like 500 hours on balloon simulator or something like that right north guard <laughs> by the way pyro what's the best game that you really like the aesthetic and you kind of like wanted to end up living in the world and the game's good balloon enough that it's worth defense. revisiting that much uh what like living in the world what game has immersed you the most to that point where you just like to be in that world. Yeah, it's a dangerous question because every fucking game I'm looking at is just a dystopia. The only game I've got on my list right now that isn't a dystopia is Ready or Not, where you go around shooting crackheads as the police. Have there, has there ever been a video game character, like a protagonist, where you're like, wow, I wish that was me? I, d I don't want the answer to that. I, I, I prefer not to speak. I prefer not to speak. I know people who would play Skyrim and basically like go to a mountaintop and watch the sunrise. Yeah, that's fucking sad as shit. <laughs> no, it's not sad. It is. 
Go outside your fucking door and have a look at the sunset. <laughs> okay, but is there a big mountain and dragon outside? No, I thought Nerd was saying that they'd go outside in real life, like, to emulate Skyrim. Not that they just watch it in Skyrim. You know, Skyrim has inspired sunset viewing. What the fuck? <laughs> Treating real life as Skyrim. Wow, the sunset's like Skyrim. <laughs> Another game that built in, like, probably an unnecessary level of detail was uh, the Red Dead Redemption series. Like, that's a game where people started to, like, live a life in there. Like, where you're, the animals, like, age and the seasons pass and you need to get haircuts and things like that, right? If you kill, like, a beast in Red Dead Redemption 2 and you just leave it there, you come back in a few days to the same spot and it'll be rotting. It'll be decomposing. I really liked that feature, to be honest. <laughs> just looking at dead animals. Yeah, I just love it. What? <laughs> Wait, I, I zoned out. What the fuck? What did you say? You're looking at dead animals. It's a cool feature, so I would literally, like, kill an animal, come back next day and see how much it's rotted. Go back home, you know, sleep, maybe get a beard shave, uh, maybe kill a few people, come back <laughs> and see it's even more rotted, and eventually, you know, skeleton. And then he came back and played Red Dead Redemption on his computer. <laughs> I just like the- I like this thought that he set like a custom map marker on the game just to remind him where the animal's corpse was, so no matter where he was in the world, he could just go back. Well, to be fair, you can do it in Mexico too, because it's not like the UK, where if a cat gets run over in the UK, the same day someone's gonna scoop it up, you call someone or something, it's disposed of, right? But in Mexico, there's no service you can call to come and get rid of the animal. And so every time I'm running, I see the same dead cat that's been sitting there, rotting, for well over two months now. Is that why you keep running the same route to check up on it? It's still there. And it's not like hidden behind a bush. It's not hidden behind a bush. It's right on the pavement where people are walking. The argument against, uh, the argument against simulation theory, the idea that we're in a simulation right now... What the is fuck that has this got to do with a dead cat? <laughs> Because when you see when you see a game when you see a game like Red Dead Redemption where you've killed an animal and you check back and the animal is um, is decomposing, it does start to make you think like we're sure getting a lot closer when we've got simulations like that where even minor details that you wouldn't notice and maybe the way that maybe the way that they get around the processing power is um, you don't if you aren't observing it it isn't being generated you know kind of like the areas in a game that don't pop up unless you are looking at them. You boot up that area and it does a time check and it sees, you know, where it should be at that point in time. But there's a connection there to quantum reality a bit, like observation affects reality. Something exists in superposition until you measure it. Yeah, there's this weird dichotomy amongst gamers. They want their games to be more realistic. And at the same time, they also want them to be more ridiculous and absurd. I mean, the crazy thing with Red Dead Redemption 2, and this was all the hype, you have your horse, and then if it's a male horse, it's got fucking testicles. And then if it's cold that day, if it's the winter, if you take it up into the snowy mountains, the horse's testicles shrink because of the cold weather. I swear, when they add details like that into games, it's almost like they're baiting these... Because I keep seeing these channels that juice views and, you know, they'll talk about a game that came out like a year prior and be like, you know, 10 amazing details that you missed or something like that, right? Oh no, that, that one was 100% marketing. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, there's no way they would have like because that it's not even like one funny programmer's like lol i'm gonna add this it's like that actually would have taken time probably to like you know sync it up and code it and stuff so 
Yeah, I reckon they do that just so people can kind of scalp over the game and be like, oh, wow, this game is like... One thing devs have noticed with like gamers is they're so... They, they will literally pick anything apart. And if it's good stuff, then yeah, that they'll shill this like tiny little thing. You know, it's, I mean, like, like for example, with me, I, I'm such a fucking moron with this. <laughs> if I'm playing a first person game, big shock, and then I look down and you can see like the character's body, like the legs, I, I instantly think like, okay, the game's actually good now. Like, if I, if I play a game and I look down, like, like, but who gives a fuck about that, right? No one does. But ironically, when I booted up Scorn and played it, I looked down on some of my body. I was like, okay, it's going to be good. And then I finished it and I was like, oh, that sucked. Have you heard about how traumatizing uh, the most recent Mortal Kombat game was for the devs who worked on it? No. Did they have to research yeah. how spines broke? They were watching clips from TwitchCon. Apparently, <laughs> someone should make a, a like an X-ray. Someone hasn't made that yet. That'd yeah. be genius. It zooms Probably in, has. and you see her spine fuse. I like the thought that they didn't even test it out if it's safe before actually filling it up. It's just like, oh, they put cubes in it. Yeah, they do that at like you know other kids' places. That'll be enough. Yeah, she's still in surgery apparently. Fucking hell, because she used to be like a, an OnlyFans. No, she still is apparently. Oh, she still is. So th all the comments were like, "This isn't the only time she's broken her back." A bit harsh. <laughs> like, yeah, fair. It's fair. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't I like, count. I like Oliver's voice there, almost like <laughs> because she's an OnlyFans, it's like, ah, oh, move on. Move on to the next story. She'd probably be out of a career, to be honest. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, to be honest. It's <laughs> the name of the podcast. It looked like the kind of pit that like a skateboarder would do tricks into at like um, like a trampoline zone or something. You know what I'm talking about? Like it looks like it would go down like 10 feet deep in foam. And I think the uh, the streamer assumed that it would be deep. So she jumped in, but it was just like a cosmetic amount of foam so she went like straight ass into concrete is she actually suing or i'm still unsure about that because i've seen a lot of i've seen some people saying that she's going to actually do a lawsuit against twitch like she can sue but yeah i just i swear even if she did it just wouldn't go anywhere they'd have so much plausible deniability they just blame the, the the poor fucking intern that layered the foam everywhere he'd take the fall what are fusions more fusions than expected what does that mean completely crushed and nerve damage to my bladder would you laugh when you say that an actual psychopath. Did you laugh when you said that? <laughs> it's because what she follows up with. No more squirting, probably. Oh, I didn't see that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, no, that's pretty bad. Yeah, I didn't see that one either. So Dolan got his way and uh, gambling was banned on Twitch. Uh, the emoji of the celebrating emote with the, the little kazoo and the party hat and the confetti that Dolan always uses. And then uh, the end. No, that's me. That's fucking me. That's mine. Oh, you do that one. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> mine, mine, mine. That's my favorite emoji. That's the one I always use. Oh, I thought that was Dolan. Okay. He's got his little Jew hat on. Jew hat. That's a party hat. Dolan does the the smiling while crying. I think me and Oliver use the same emotes often because they're just the best ones. Oh, are we are we breaking down emojis right now? We'll be debating our favorite emojis as uh, nuclear bombs go off and a radioactive tidal wave sweeps us away. Yeah, it's more important. It'd be like Fallout. It'd be kind of fun. Then I've got to ask now, since you brought it up, like, what's the reason the world is ending today? Well, the world is ending for a Russian who has been drafted into their military. Basically, like, not only are they being used like cannon fodder, and many of them are dying two weeks after being conscripted because they're being thrown to the front lines. In the wars that Russia's won, their strategy has been to basically throw bodies at it. They use numbers over, like, technology or strategy, so... You know, like famously in World War II, 
um, Russia really deserves the credit for for having sapped and defeated the uh, the Axis forces by basically just dying and draining them backwards um, into the motherland or whatever. But so like they're they're doing a similar strategy right now that they're just throwing bodies at this uh, to try and win it, like just brute forcing it. This draft is having a devastating effect on the Russian economy because the young men are leaving the country as fast as they can or they're being sent as cannon fodder into the war. So they're being removed from the economy and uh, be- and being poorly compensated. They're being paid something like $20 a day. There aren't arrangements made to like take care of their mortgages and all these things. It's been, it's been so poorly executed that where troops are basically addressing Putin and being like, look, we showed up, we didn't run away, we're here, but we have no information on, you know, are we being paid? We don't even know. Your friend, and I guess my acquaintance, no fuckers, he escaped uh, Russia. He he went off to Georgia, and he's been publishing videos from his new home. Right? Yeah, he's actually he's been killing it on YouTube recently. To be fair, because obviously, like people kind of want to see what a Russian has to say about the whole. Well, yeah, everything going on in Russia that isn't you know like Russia today, where it's all controlled and shit. Well, I guess he's decided he's not going back because he's now being a little bit more open in his criticism. He's kind of an example, one anecdote of the the type of brain drain that's happening in Russia. You know, like where. I'm sure there's going to be a joke here about about his brain and whether that's actually a loss to Russia. But like you've got someone it's who not. objectively like he is a successful young Russian male. Like he's he's figured out social media and he's a an influencer and he creates content and he's just been removed from their economy and and basically transplanted into another country. So that's happening in so many other cases right now. Like the, the, their economy already was doing very poorly. And uh, that draft has spooked or started to kill off their um, their best economic drivers. Yeah, and even before the draft, they were fleeing because they did all that weird stuff where they limited the money you could take out, mm-hmm. and then you could only you could only put it back into ruble and stuff, you know, to artificially inflate the price of the ruble. Exactly. So like, it's just like a complete shit show. Like I think Roman was saying in one of his videos that like a bank was would just take one percent of your earnings every month, like regardless of how much you had, wow. you know, like as a holding fee, just like complete fucking scam. Wow, shit. No, he's happy as Larry now in uh, where is he? Georgia. Georgia. Mm-hmm. He's grown his little but- pedo mustache. <laughs> he's wearing his Victorian secondhand clothes. He's still very more well off than a lot of people fleeing because he says like the yeah. rent prices have gone up a shitload too. So, like, you know, if you're fleeing and you're probably you're probably using all your money to flee Russia, like, where the fuck are you going to do? be in Georgia? Homeless? I mean, you'll still be safer, but pretty shit fucking life. There was a scary moment there where he was like, my card doesn't work. I can't get out of the country. I can't Jesus, even book a flight. Right, yeah. I can't book an Airbnb. Uh, they were yeah. fucking blocking the ATMs because it's almost yeah. like the government knew people were mass fleeing so that they'd put a, a cap on how much you could withdraw. And it was like a grand or something, I think. He's been getting emails like, why aren't you doing anything about this war? (laughs) Why haven't you stopped Putin yet, Roman? (laughs) That's right. Mm -hmm. Why are they, why is Putin going to war? Stop him, no fuckers. (laughs) Do something. There's a misconception in the West that Russia is basically like this, um, this homogenous country that has elected Putin. And so now they need to elect someone else. and, And it's sort of like this one country where it's sleeping in the bed they've made. But it's more like Russia is more like a, an empire. There are a bunch of uh, very disparate regions that have all been conquered that are all sort of like jammed together. And not all of them want to be 
together as we see like as the as the soviet union broke apart like you've got all of these old satellite states that that obviously didn't want to be part of russia anymore but there are still some within russia proper that have pretty large contingent of their population doesn't identify as russian they identify as their local ethnicity the more you get into eastern eastern europe and towards china you've got these very weird distinct little uh, regions that that don't look anything like Moscow. You know, if you if you think about like Kazakhstan and think about like Borat and and those places where their traditional garb is kind of like something that would look like a Chinese something in a Chinese restaurant. You know, that's technically Russian too. They're an empire that's held together by force and threat and crushing anyone who speaks out against it. It's an uphill battle where it's not like you're just trying to vote him out next time. the The whole system has been set up to to keep the power in the hands that hold it. I heard a story about Putin. Can you confirm if this is true? So Angela Merkel, who was at the time the German chancellor, went to Russia to visit Putin, like have a little interview with him. And she's apparently like afraid of big dogs. And so Putin brought on intentionally two massive dogs in order to intimidate her. I heard that as well. Putin, he knew this, right? He knew this little fact about her phobia regarding massive dogs so just that's the kind of like person he is i guess it's the role that he has to play to keep the power uh locally is he has to be this strong man so part of it is an act you know maybe in private he's he's more respectful to to people but i very much doubt that <laughs> i think there were stories coming out from like hillary clinton when she was secretary of state that that uh he was like sexist and shitty to her or something um and I know that he obviously played favorites with who he preferred. One when it was um, Hillary running against Trump, he wanted Donald Trump to to be the the candidate. I don't think he wanted to deal with Hillary Clinton. Woman. So maybe he doesn't like meeting with female heads of state. Oh, speaking of female heads of state, world record for the shortest serving British prime minister. Yeah, just breaking news today. She quit. Why? She resigned after being in office Why for like... Why did she resign? I'm not even sure. Like Because Parliament's just infighting. So the, the way it works in the UK is like, obviously you got a general election, we can vote. But the problem is like, it's still under the Tories term at the minute. So they can basically, if they don't agree with the prime minister, they can have a vote of no confidence if they lose that prime minister gets outed and then they just pick another person in their own party like but we, she we... resigned though right yeah but it's usually like if you're going to resign like you're pretty much fucked like she would have been told oh, she behind expected the scenes. to be booted anyway okay it, the first thing i saw about this by the way was a uh, runescape the twitter account were offering her a job <laughs> <laughs> This essential catering <laughs> worker needs a helping hand during the cost of living crisis. Can't even afford his own ingredients. <laughs> so to, to answer uh, Colossal's earlier question about what's the reason the world's ending today. So a part of the reason that she's resigning is because she she made a, a misguided uh, move economically. I think basically like her, her budget was going to uh, work against getting controls on inflation. So they were going to be like, it was going to exacerbate the what's the best way to say it i tell you what let's do this i'll try and explain it and then you tell me where i went wrong okay yeah great yeah so basically there was this black bloke <laughs> that uh liz truss a <laughs> woman a fucking woman hired and by the way this black bloke looks like deji's dad uh, like he actually God. does side by side comparison in the video now he does look a bit and he went to a bunch of bankers like fat bankers and said right give, let's do this deal let's do this little deal 
and nothing will happen, nothing will go wrong, and a lot did go wrong, and then he got fired, and then everyone blamed her for hiring him. Is that right? I didn't know that it was blamed on uh, Deji's dad. Like, no, no, I, I thought, that actually it, I thought it really had to do with... <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just playing along. Why you fucked it, economy? <laughs> okay, I don't think we can put that in. Now this bitch hire you, you are the first black chancellor of the exchequer, and you fuck it up within the first minute? Still... You crazy bastard! <laughs> like, he just keeps going. The like... problem with what's, with what's been uh, exposed... <laughs> <laughs> it's literally black squidward what does that mean that's who's in charge of the uk economy yes <laughs> well, how did that elicit such a great reaction first result for deji's dad is that actually deji's dad though i think it no that actually is with a big massage it's the best fucking image ever posted in this discord <laughs> I'm literally going to make that my Discord profile picture, by the way. It's so good. So the visuals you've seen on screen during this episode, they're generated by, by Dolan and by us, and also by you know those names you see, those are members of our Discord. So we have a channel for, for AI art. You don't get in for free. You've got for to patrons pay. patrons <laughs> who, who bribe us with $5 a month to listen to the episodes ahead of time, uh, in those first few days where they've heard the episode and other people haven't, uh, they help us out with generating those images that we end up using in the episode so it's they're a, essentially slaves they're like paying us to be slaves it's a paid it's a sweatshop slaves. and it's a way to you know yep. throw your name on screen as well and uh and some of those are really funny like i i think this was a great idea because the the more people you wow. have generating these things uh the more you're you increase the likelihood that you're going to land on a really good image it's really just a wonderful incentive to join the Patreon, $5 a month, that's all it is. You get the episode a few days early, though quite frankly, you're not even gonna get this episode like six hours early, unlucky. Uh, you get some bonus stuff, which is kind of like just too crap to put in the episode itself, the one that goes on YouTube. Really selling it. So that's good. Uh, and you get to do some slave labor for us. Free slave labor. Free slave labor, sweatshop. So. I think it's uh, a wonderful thing to join um, for, the, for the price. And so you should do that today. Also, because everyone has just been spamming us to do so, we've finally done so, even though it's of zero benefit to us. We're doing this for you, so be fucking grateful. The podcast is now available on Spotify and Apple Music. The links will be in the description. Those first three episodes that I, I edited with, with like a visual on screen for every second and was it was absolutely meant for you to watch on YouTube. And uh, I think some of the jokes even are in the visuals. Uh, if you saw those and you were like, I wish I could just listen to this without looking at it and uh, I wish it was just audio only. Well, we finally, we're delivering that. Be grateful, you know, be grateful because it doesn't benefit us in any way. So just thank us. In fact, like write a little comment now, just say thank you so much for doing this. <laughs> You're such a piece of shit. <laughs> Brackets, we owe you. Actual British monarchy, like free slave labor and thank me for doing nothing. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.